Hello, everyone. Welcome to Dad's Read Princess Stories, the podcast where dads from around the world read stories about princesses from around the world. I'm your host, RPJ, and this second season of the podcast is all about Cinderella. During this season, you will hear dads from all backgrounds reading various versions of the Cinderella tale. Each dad reads in their own voice. Sometimes they might be very serious, and sometimes they might be very silly doing outlandish voices. Or maybe they read in a quiet voice, like it's very late at night. Some might stop to do little asides, commenting on what's being read. And at the end of each tale, they will give you what they think is the moral of the story. This is something that each dad comes up with on their own. Again, this might be funny or a joke or silly antidote, or it's a serious examination of the story. It changes with every dad and every tale. This brings us to today's episode. The Hearth Cat, written by Zafimo Pedroso. Pedroso was a devoted author of Portuguese culture and worked as a writer, teacher, historian, and folklorist. His collection of Portuguese folktales called Portuguese Folktales was published first in English, then in his native language. Reading Pedroso's The Hearth Cat is David McPherson. David lives in Shonagan Lake and just celebrated his 53rd birthday. He is the father of a daughter named Chloe who just graduated from the University of Victoria. David has been a performer for over 40 years and continues to direct, write, design, and produce live theater across Canada. He would like to remind folks to support all arts during this time of isolation, especially local and smaller organizations, and find ways to support all performers when we can get together again physically. And be sure to rush out to see live theater in whatever form it takes. You can follow David on Instagram and on Twitter at TC Coyote. This is David McPherson reading The Hearth Cat. Once upon a time, there was a schoolmistress who was a widow and who had a daughter who was very plain. The schoolmistress also had a pupil who was very pretty and who was the daughter of a traveler. The schoolmistress was very attracted to her father and every day would beg the girl to ask him to marry her, promising to give her porridge made with honey if he did. The girl went home to ask her father to marry her schoolmistress, as she would then give the student porridge made with honey. To this request, the father replied that he would not marry her, for he well knew that though she said now she would give her porridge made with honey, later on she would give her porridge made with gall. Yet as the child began to cry, begging her father to consent, the father, who loved his child very much, in order to comfort her, replied that he would order a pair of boots to be made of iron, and hang them up until the boots would rush to pieces with age, and then he would marry the mistress. The little girl, very pleased to hear this, went immediately to tell the schoolmistress, who then instructed her pupil to wet the boots every day. The little girl did so, and after a while the boots fell to pieces, and she went and told her father of it. 
He then said that he would marry the mistress, and on the following day, he married her. So long as the father was at home, the child was treated with kindness and affection. But the moment he went out, the mistress was very unkind to the daughter and treated her badly. One day, she sent the girl to graze a cow and gave her a loaf of bread, which she desired to bring back whole, although it was the girl's only thing to eat, and an earthen pot with water, out of which she expected the girl to drink, and yet she was told to bring it back full. The little girl went away crying and bewailing at her lot, but the cow comforted her and told her not to be distressed. The good cow, after that, took out all the crumbs of the loaf by making a small hole in it with one of her horns, and then stopped up the hole and gave the girl the loaf back again whole. One day the mistress told the girl that she wished her to employ herself in winding some skeins of thread until the evening. The little girl once again went away crying and bewailing, and the cow comforted her and told her not to be distressed, and told her to fix the skein on her horns and unravel the thread. In the evening, the girl returned home. When the stepmother saw that she had finished her task and brought all the thread ready wound, she was very vexed and wanted to beat her, saying that she was sure that the cow had something to do with it, and the next day ordered the animal to be killed. At this, the girl began to cry very bitterly. But the stepmother, the schoolmistress, told her that she would have to clean and wash the cow's entrails in a tank they had, however grieved she might feel for the loss of the animal. The cow, however, again told the girl not to be troubled, but to go and wash her entrails, but was to be careful to save whatever she saw come out of them. The girl did so. And when she was cleaning them, she saw a ball of gold come out and fall into the water. The girl went into the tank to search for it. And there in the pool, she saw a house with everything in it in disorder. So the girl began to arrange and make the house look tidy. Suddenly she heard footsteps, and in a hurry she hid herself behind the door. Then fairies entered and began to look about, and a dog came in also with them and went up to where she was and began to bark, saying, Bow, wow, wow, behind the door hides someone who did us good and will yet render us more services. Bow, wow, wow, behind the door hides someone who has done us good and will yet render us more services. The fairies, as they searched about, heard the dog barking, discovered that the girl was hiding, and began to say to her, We endow you by the power we possess with the gift of beauty, making you the most lovely maiden ever seen. And then another fairy said, I cast a sweet spell over you, so that when you open your mouth to speak, pearls and gold shall drop from your lips. And a third fairy coming forward said, I will endow you with every blessing, making you the happiest maiden in the world. Take this wand, it will grant you whatever you may ask. The girl then left the enchanted region and returned home. And as soon as the schoolmistress's daughter saw her approach, she commenced to cry out to her mother to come quickly and see the hearth-cat, who had come back at last. The mistress ran to greet her, and asked her where and what she had been doing all that time. The girl related the contrary of what she had seen, as fairies had instructed her to do just that, that she had found a tidy house, and that she had disarranged everything in it to make it look untidy. The mistress set her own daughter off, and the daughter 
had hardly arrived at the house when she began at once to do as her half-sister had told her to do. She disarranged everything. She made the house look untidy and uncared for. And when she heard the fairies coming in, she hid behind the door. The little dog saw her and barking at her said, Behind the door stands one who has done us much harm and will still continue to molest us. Bow, wow, wow. Behind the door stands one who has done us much harm and will content, continue to molest us on the first opportunity. The fairies, hearing this, approached her, and one began to say, I throw a spell over you which will rend you the ugliest maid that can be found. And the next one said, I bewitch you so that when you attempt to speak, all manner of filth shall fall out of your mouth. And the third fairy said, I also bewitch you, and you shall become the poorest and most wretched maid in existence. The schoolmistress's daughter returned home, thinking she was looking quite a beauty. And when she came up close to her mother and began to speak, the mother burst out crying on seeing her own daughter so disfigured and wretched. Full of rage, she sent her stepdaughter to the kitchen, saying that she was the hearth cat and that she would take care of what that she kept there. It was the only place that was fit for her. Then, on a special day, the mistress and her daughter repaired to some races, which were then taking place. But when the girl saw that they had left the house, she asked her wand to give her a very handsome dress, boots, a hat, and everything. She dressed and adorned herself with all she had and went to the races and stood in front of the royal stand. The schoolmistress's daughter instantly saw her and began to exclaim and cry out at the top of her voice in the midst of all the people present, saying, Oh, mother, mother, that beautiful maiden over there is our very hearth cat. The mother, to quiet her, told her to be calm, that the maiden was not her stepsister, as she had remained at home under lock and key. The races were hardly over when the girl departed home, but the king who had seen her was in love with her. The moment the mother reached home, she asked the hearth cat whether she had been out. The hearth cat replied that she had not, and showed her face besmeared with smut. The next day the girl asked the wand to strike and to give her another dress which would be more splendid than the previous one, and she put on her things and repaired to the races. The moment the king perceived her, he felt very pleased indeed. But the races were hardly concluded that she then retired in haste and went to the, her carriage and drove home, leaving the king more in love than ever with her. The third day, the girl asked the wand to give her a garment which would surpass the other two in richness and beauty, and other shoes, and she went and attended the races. When the king saw her, he was delighted, but was again disappointed to see her depart before the races were concluded. In her hurry to enter her carriage quickly, she let fall one of her slippers. The king picked it up and returned to the palace and felt lovesick. The slipper had some letters upon it which said, This shoe will only fit its owner. The whole kingdom was searched to find the lady whose foot would be found to fit the slipper exactly, yet no one was found. The schoolmistress went to the palace to try the slipper on, but all her efforts were in vain. And after her, her daughter followed, and endeavored her best to fit the slipper on, but with no better success. There only remained the hearth cat. The king inquired who was the next one to try on the slipper, and asked the mistress if there was any other lady left in her house who could fit the slipper. The schoolmistress then said that there was only remained a hearth cat in her house, but she had certainly never worn such a slipper. The king ordered the girl to be brought to the palace, and the schoolmistress had no alternative but to do so.
The king himself insisted on trying the slipper on the girl's foot, and the moment she put her little foot into the slipper and drew it on, it fit exactly. The king then arranged that she would remain in the palace, and he married her, and he ordered the mistress and her daughter to be put to death. And the moral of the story is, of course, you can't build a marriage around the promise of a little honey. Well, good night.